0: When I started dating Megan, she was all about the fuss and dry humps. She yeah. liked to get off
1: on. She
0: just she just constantly wanted to dry hump. It didn't oh. matter what we were doing or where we were. She, she just, just wanted to dry hump. Is the point? I felt like that was, the <laughs> point, but she was not really. Into I'm that. not
2: a fan of anything dry. I just in my mind, no, it's always man. craving moisture. Like you touching my penis with At your least hand. I guess I like on I it, but some moisture. Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dweez Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the yes.
0: new one! That's bad one! Right? I like
1: it. Oh, you're not circumcised? Oh, I'm very circumcised, sir. Like, too circumcised? Helmet. They cut too much off? A That's what I always helmet. say,
2: they cut too much off. <laughs>
0: been my go-to life. (laughs) See that guy that tried suing his parents for getting him circumcised? No, I didn't see that. As an adult, he decided he wanted to sue his parents for having him circumcised without his consent as a baby. Because apparently... If I was a fucking judge, I would tell him... Suck a dick. No,
1: I would say, okay, it sounds good. You're, You're gonna be awarded. You get to go fucking... You know, you can go circumcise... Other fucking children now. You can
0: uncircumcise yes, yourself. there you go. Feel free to <laughs> feel free to staple. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> this used foreskin right there's, onto your dick. There's some. there's a staple some fucking gorilla glue. <laughs> God, we're a fucking idiot. Hey guys, welcome back to Your Football Fantasy. It's a podcast that y'all missed. I missed it. You guys miss it. I didn't
1: miss it. What's um, it? I'm I'm fucking excited
0: I just to see be back you on the show. You can try. I hope y'all.
2: You know, gave you guys some time to rest your bleached assholes. Yeah. Why is my asshole bleached?
0: Well, you gotta keep it clean back there. You're trying to make it in the industry, just like Lisa Ann. Get it, Lisa. (laughs) I'm gonna read the sponsorship now if you'll shut the fuck up. (laughs) Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Fritage. When's the last time you rubbed your dick on a stranger's leg at a crowded theater? My guess, it's been too long. So go out, find a crowd, and get your Frittage on today. Fritage the official over the pants orgy of the Catholic Church. So, thank you to Fratage. Anybody who wants to step up and sponsor a show, we're happy to read your message, regardless of what it says. Uh, edit right.
1: Okay. So, but doesn't it have to be a real, like a real brand. No,
0: it just has to be something. So you're just
1: making up shit as you go, Ooh, and, th- and that's, that's that's our sponsorship. That's
0: all we ever do. And if you don't know what Fratage means, you should spend a minute with your dictionary because it's <laughs> it's worth the read. Let's. Let's let's do something serious now.
2: This week in football.
0: We took a long time off and a shitload of stuff happened. Um, we can't cover all the news. That's all we would do for this 45 minutes. So I just picked a handful of things and I have some questions for you guys. I want your takes on these things. First one is just one of these hype train sorts of things. Coaches in Tennessee come out. All the coaches in Tennessee came out and said... Hey, we want to feed Derrick Henry. We want to build around Derrick Henry, make Derrick Henry the focus of our team this year. My question to you guys is this. One, are you buying the hype coming off of last year's end-of-year performance? And two, I know you probably haven't started thinking about rankings yet, but where do you expect Henry to fall in your rankings come the draft season? As the Derrick
2: Henry guru, I'm going to let the Wiz take this one first.
1: (laughs) Well... I'm not sure why I should go first. I actually do think gonna is at least a viable option. And that would be wide. Um, I do like the fact that the Lions or the Lions, the Titans, actually improved their offensive line. But I think they stole a Rams offensive guard. Sappled was his name, or something. Does um, that make sense? Right? Correct. Um, sure. Are they going to feed him? Yeah. Is he going to be any better? That's I'm question, not sold right? on him. Right. So maybe they'll give him the ball. But what's he going to do? Um, he's going to be the same running back he was last year where he is pretty bad for half the games and pretty good for half the games. So he's going to be a running back number
0: 20. That's where you put him, right around 20.
1: That's where 17. He,
0: that's ADP right now is 20, interestingly enough. Where do you think you're going to rank him, Bullfrog? Yeah, I mean, I did, the
2: first take I put him somewhere in the 10 to 20 hole. 10? I That's mean, a big I didn't really range. look at a list of names. Yeah, exactly. I didn't I didn't look at a, a list.
0: I fully expect Derek Henry no. to fall outside of my top 24. I, oh, so, so let's, you know how I feel so about
2: So let's it. say maybe I thought 10 to 20 was going to be more where he, he was put, let's say. okay, Not necessarily where I was going to rank him. Because uh, honestly, I'll have him ranked low enough where I probably won't draft him. Uh, you know, he did most of his damage in two games. Uh, he's still going to lose the game script opportunities if they're trailing. Four games. Well, not regular season, right? And just at the very end, the last, last. Well, uh, the last two were okay. The he only had two 100-yard games. Yeah, one of them was a. The other ones oh, a, <laughs> the, the other ones he maybe had multi touchdowns, but yeah, anyway, yeah. let me let me finish my. Go line ahead, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh he's he's still going to lose game opportunities in the passing game. I mean, the Titans were the 27th in scoring last season. You know, we, we always talk about... And that's about,
1: not going to change, right? right?
2: I don't think much. Change. I mean, we always talk about you got to focus on fucking players, on teams that score points. And the Titans just haven't been one of those teams, you know, in the last couple of seasons. Um, he finished as the 15th most successful running back, according to footballperspective.com. Player profiler has him as the 63rd best running back in points per opportunity. Mm. Uh, so none of this good. stuff is that impressive that to seems,
1: me. That's in- Probably accurate. Yeah, I mean, right? Because first eight games there he was fucking useless. Yeah, so I
2: mean, he's just one of those guys that ah, just, I just—I don't think I'm going to own him. I don't know. I don't know why I have Derrick Henry hate if it's an Alabama thing. Well, he will what. get
1: fed the ball though, right? So he'll
0: get every opportunity he, yes. early to do it.
1: He will get the opportunity. I mean, so he's going to get 15 touches a
0: game. Just don't so, ahead, don't put any stock in it. <laughs> so here's another piece to this whole puzzle that we have yet to to. to see how that's going to pan out. When we get to the coaches' show, we'll probably talk about it. But the OC, offense coordinator from Tennessee, is gone this year, mm-hmm. right? And Vrabel's not a co- a, a head coach that's going to have much to do with the offense. So the OC is going to design the entirety of the offense. Um, we'll talk more about what we expect the new coaching staff to bring uh, to the offense. But we'll see, right? It's not the same offense at all. So even the success that they found later with that zone scheme, Um, it may not be what they're going to do next year. Let's move on. Some of these things we're going to talk about later on in the show, but we'll just mention them here. Um, you know, right as I was getting ready for the show, taking these notes, that Jordan Howard trade happened. Howard to the Eagles. Uh, Previous to that, Isaiah Crowell went to the Raiders. Same week, I believe. My question for you is this: You know, I don't know that either of these are really big signings, really huge. Oh my God! Now I have to have a piece of this guy. But I want to know. Which of these two guys is going to get the more opportunity, more touches? I love to talk about touches in fantasy football. These are two mediocre backs going into situations that are a little bit crowded. If you have to go touches, who's going to get them?
2: Oh, fuck. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> God damn, I don't think I'm that interested in either guy. But uh, touches, I probably
0: have to go with Howard. Oof. Um. Smallwood's back there still in Philly. Oh, no, that's a shit show. Um, I'll give Josh you that. Adams, right, he's still there. Clementine?
2: Clementine's still there. They got rid of Ajayi, right? Oh, no, I know. There's a shitload yeah. of guys still there. Brown?
1: Or not Brown. Uh, not Ronnie Brown. He's been gone for uh, a while.
2: Adams? Josh, <laughs> Adams? Yeah, Adams? Josh Adams? Josh Adams still
1: there. Yeah. I th- I'm going to go with Crowell on this one. Uh, I think Howard's good, but even when uh, J.A. Ajayi last year... In, when, I never when, said Howard was good. Well, I'm I am just saying. Merely said touches. I am just that's I am going with right. Crowell. I mean, I I think Howard again. I think Howard's good. I think he should get the ball more. That's just not how that offense works. They, they did they don't use one running back when, when when Garrett Blunt was there. They used him when they could. They they never they're not they don't use feature backs. That's why I got I think Crowell is probably going to get more touches. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just
2: you know who knows what's up with Lynch. He could come back. I really thought this Chris Warren III or whoever this fucker was last year for Oakland in the preseason was going to really show out and then he blew his knee but
0: if he comes Over back that my boy Jalen Rashad he comes back be, out of the year
2: fucking nut guy
0: Rashad. Mm. so I don't know something to watch something to watch in the preseason because these are going to be middle round guys that you might take as an RB3 we want to know who's going to get the touches let's move uh, let's stick right here in Oakland okay so <laughs> big sign here franchise Antonio Brown Tyrell Williams are the two wide receivers that come in here. Jordy Nelson's out. These are going to be your one-two, obviously, on the team. My question to you is, uh, I don't, I don't want to know from you which, you know, how good these guys are going to be necessarily. I want to know between these two, which are you more willing to or more apt to draft, understanding that AB is the better guy, but right now his ADP is wide receiver eight. Tyre Williams. Wide receiver fifty-four in the ADP. So where's the is there value in either one of these two guys? Which one would you be more likely to draft this year? More likely to draft this
1: one's a pretty easy choice for me. It's Antonio Brown. Um I like consistency. Antonio Brown. If, if he's done anything over the last, what, since 2013, guys averaged eleven point eight TDs per year. And I understand that it was with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um I just he's gonna get you ten touchdowns. That, that's the simple fact of the matter. He's gonna get you points. Uh, I don't think the same, you can't count on the same for Tyrell Williams. So
0: you, you you think A.B.
1: finishes top ten? Easy enough. Easy enough, and I think regardless of any way you put it, his floor is still way too high compared to Tyrell Williams, where his floor is going to be, you know, one point a game. That's true.
0: Yeah. Do you see value with the 54 for Tyrell Williams, or do you agree that A.B. is the guy?
2: You know, I, I agree with the Wiz that it's it's still going to be the A.B. show. I mean, it's just going to be moving out west. You know, they're still going to feed him the rock. He's not going to get 16 to No, I see, I see the 8-hole being about his ceiling, though. But his floor is probably about the 12-hole, you know? So, like you he said, he's a lot safer. Uh, as far as Williams, though, I mean, if we are playing 3-in-the-pink, 2-in-the-stink, <laughs> which we will be later on, fuckers, so make we sure you be. get those entries Play in. Along.
0: I think uh, Tyrell Williams is a perfect pick in something like that. You at know, ADP 54. Going at the wide receiver 54. You know what else? Best ball. Tyrell oh, Williams is a best ball guy. I also had that in there, I believe, yeah. Tyrod Williams is the best ball guy you can play. He could, late he, he could finish. Fine. He's going
2: to have multiple touchdown games if Derek Carr can throw the ball. This year. And he could, he could, he could finish as a top thirty if Derek yeah. Carr can put his shit together this year. Easy. He could finish top thirty. Then you're getting way
0: more value <laughs> out of him. Talk about another running back that uh, in the past I have shown some affinity for. That would be Duke Johnson. Duke, Duke Johnson just this week said, "Hey, I want to be traded." His reps asked the team to trade him. They don't seem too eager to do it as their new number two running back is out for the first eight games of the year. But immediate immediate inquiries came from Houston, uh, came from the Jets, came from Philadelphia, a team that we already talked about is stacked. Uh, is there it, Those three teams, you can think about any teams. Is there a team that you would be interested in Duke Johnson should he go there? Is there a position somewhere that you'd like him? Well, the
1: Phillies, absolutely not. That's even a grosser of a fucking environment <laughs> for a running back. Um, the Jets, I find to be interesting, but I, w- I would definitely say out of these three teams, Houston's the easy choice.
0: Yeah, we still don't know what's happening with Deonta Foreman. We've never seen him on the field.
1: And I would tell you this: they I got mean,
0: rid of Alfred Blue.
1: Yeah, I would. If if the Raiders were on this list, that would also it'd be intriguing to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I think wherever he ends up, he's he's going to have some PPR value and some best ball value. Uh, you know, as far as the traditional scoring goes, I'm not that interested. No matter where he goes, because I don't think he's going to go anywhere to be the bell cow. He's just going to go there to be a third down back. Uh, we'll see.
0: All right, we're gonna skip the last piece because I think we're gonna talk about that at length a little bit later on, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna screw the pooch and jump the gun on that one. So let's, let's do this before we move on. Uh, we're gonna, yeah, I want the, I want the whiskey. We're gonna take a shot to start the year. We should have done it before the news, but uh, we like to take shots. It's our first episode of our second season as a show. What? Um, we made it to season two. What the so fuck? This is episode number oh, 50. Wiz, did you have a big donation? Well, God, net, damn, net, you Netflix re- <laughs> re- renewed our contract. Didn't we? well, yeah, hell yeah, which is rare. They like to cancel here. You getting in on that, Wiz? Oh, Netflix. Today we're drinking some uh well, We can probably get them to sponsor us. Huh? Oh, fuck, Netflix, yeah. they got a lot of money. No, First. no, we just... Fritaj probably will from now on. Ta- look, dude. If Fritaj wanted to throw a sponsorship my way, I'd take some free deliveries.
1: Yeah, you know, but... <laughs> yeah, are you up for that? Uh, get right behind him and you know. It's, I was gonna say oh. you're gonna have to go out and test hey, it. Patashim, It's for, a, for a, while. Is a
0: crowd, guys. Hey, look, uh, here's to here's to your football fantasy. Here's to season two. Well, you're not even gonna toast before we. Ooh, yeah. He wanted to. Cheers, buddy. You can Cheers. bring your Indian shit over next week. <laughs> to all your listeners here, pull up a glass, take a shot with us. Let's get the thing going. Oh yeah.
1: Oh. It's yep. burning out the you nose like there. Well, it's called Old Camp. It's got a picture of a wolf on it and some trees. It sounds good, guys. It's
0: delicious.
1: Big Wiz and his stat of the week.
0: Wiz, do you have a stat of the week? Nope. I do. I figured you might not, so I prepared one.
2: <laughs>
0: guys, this is a three-part stat I want to talk about really quickly, and I want to bring this up because we we said over and over and over last off season and throughout the course of the season... Uh, Wiz is one of Wiz's favorite things to say about fantasy football players in general, and that is, you need players from good teams. If you want to win, you need players from good teams. So here's a three-part stat I want to give you for the week, okay? Let's first look at wide receivers. Two out of the top 12 wide receivers this past season were on losing teams. Three on non-playoff teams. So that certainly holds true at that position. You've got to have receivers from teams that can win. Looking at the quarterback position, three of the top 12 quarterbacks were on losing teams this past season. Four of them on non-playoff teams. So again, holds true. that 75%. If you want to win, you need a quarterback on a team that's going to win. Here's where it gets a little hairy, though. Five of the top 12 running backs were on losing teams last year. Six of the top 12 running backs last year were on non-playoff teams. So... Yes, wide receivers clearly last year. I know this is only a one-year sample.
1: Yes, yes, quarterbacks
0: last year. But we're about 50-50 as far as playoff teams go for running backs last year. No, guys. I've not
1: looked at stats, but I know you only looked at last year. But I would the averages would probably tell me that that's probably reversed. I would expect receivers to be no, able to compete. Well, we did the, I did this yeah, one last I, year at
2: the beginning, and it was. The receivers was the only one you could find value on shitty yeah, teams. That's what I thought. Except no, I, for Ezekiel yeah. Elliott. He was the outlier for the running back crowd of a top guy that was could on still, a shitty yeah. team. But otherwise,
0: so there's the receivers question is, usually. So
2: this last year turned tight a little bit, though. Yeah,
0: and my question, my question is, what do you think is the cause for running backs this past season? If this is the outlier season, why this past season could running backs on losing teams finish the way that they finished in fantasy? Why? How'd that happen?
1: Well, it tells me that the the, the, the top running backs was still it was Kamara. Uh, Gurley, they, they they were on the top scoring teams there were right, so those guys had no problem. But I would be, I would guess that after that it dropped off quite a bit, and it was a free for all.
0: This past year was a resurgence of the quarterback and receiver after the year prior. To yes, because their TDs went way up. I just thought it was a really interesting stat. I wanted to look at it. And once I did, we're looking at 50-50 on the running backs yeah, last Yeah, because year, so.
2: I think if I remember correctly, Hunt missing as many games as he did, still finished in the 8-hole. He finished time. Yeah. yeah, he did. He still so that means 10. in that 9-10-11-12,
0: Could have got those spots. Uh, just no, I mean, you know those running backs were there? We're going to talk about some of them a little bit later. Okay. So I don't want to tip my hat too badly on that. But I just want to bring that up. Talk about that. Absolutely holds true at most positions. If you look over time, probably holds true overall. But there is still value to be found on bad teams. You just got to know what to look for, who to look for. We'll get into that as the offseason and season goes on. I don't know. He didn't really start playing until I was traded. Anyway. Um, All right, that's our stat of the week. Thank you, Wiz, for being prepared. You only had an entire fucking (laughs) three months to get one. (laughs) Uh, let's.
1: This this week just got so you know I was impressed how fast you know it it came.
0: No, I didn't didn't know. I was always impressed at how fast she comes.
1: And now for more dumb shit I heard this week.
0: Read a story in the news the other day. It's about a guy in Australia. He's an engineer. He is currently suing his boss. Or I guess former boss at this point, for $1.3 million. Here's why. Because over a long period, an extended period of time, this guy's boss would come into his small office every day, several times a day, fart and leave, closing the door behind him. $1.3 million lawsuit. He claims that the, the boss was trying to get him to quit. Yeah, yeah. Judge decided to hear this lawsuit. Like this is gonna go through at least, at least to uh, to the court. I I, I, okay, okay. The boss said what? I was just giving him shit. That's what we do. We give him shit. You work with engineers. Are they all, are they all crazy? No, I think most of them are are, are non-social individuals, that seems and they, so they cannot, don't know how to handle somebody they, farting. They, on they them. cannot communicate. That that, well, that would so that maybe the happen. bosses couldn't communicate either. In his his way was just shitting. He's gonna <laughs> fart on you because I don't gave, know how else to bond him shit, with you. Shit, all right. He this gave him a lot of, of shit particles. All right, so that's our dumb shit. Let's jump into the big topic of the day today. We want to talk about some of these off-season moves. Again, there are way too many for us to go into all of them. We're gonna pick a couple that each of us liked. Uh, and a couple that each of us didn't like. Maybe we liked it because uh, the guy that went to a new team is in a, in a better situation. Maybe he vacated and made a, si- a situation better for somebody left on his team. Uh, lots of opportunities. Uh, we'll just jump into that now and uh, tell you what we think is going to work. You can start taking notes. Get your pencil. Get your paper. Wiz, why don't you kick us off? Tell us Tell us about your favorite moves on the offseason so far.
1: Uh, I'm like Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Oakland. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, I think it's actually best for David Carr, right? David Carr wasn't Ooh. that long ago, three years ago, that he had his MVP caliber here until he broke his leg. Um, he actually had 4,000 yards last season, 19 TDs, which I think quiet. was. Quiet. He name. was quiet in his performance. Well, 19 TDs is the lowest of his, of nice, his yeah. career. Um, he had 4,000 yards, though. Well, that was the most of his career, and he only had 10, T, 10 INTs. I, I just I don't see any way that it's possible that he doesn't have some sort of resurgence where he becomes back to at least relevancy. You know, someone that you can stream occasionally. To to he might go off. Antonio Brown's going to get open. He's going to get yards. So I actually think this is, this move is best for David Carr.
0: One of the one of the uh, lines you got underneath this is is Antonio Brown has eleven point eight touchdowns average. Is that over his entire career? Twenty thirteen. Probably
2: minus his first. Yeah, did, did not include his first Yeah, like year. when he started playing. Yes.
0: that's I, I find that to be an interesting number. And I'm curious as to whether or not you'd like to make a bet. I know you think he's going to score. Would you like eleven point eight to be under, the overrun? Um <laughs> do you want to be an a hole already? I wanna kick it off and get some bets going so that we can make this I show. I I'll take a I'll take eleven and over.
2: Give him eleven. That's eleven better.
0: and over. You want to go down to ten point eight? You're going down one Side. hole touchdown? Yeah, I, I told you the ceiling I, I I said I said the floor, floor earlier was again. was ten TDs. That's what I said. If the floor the floor So 10. I
1: will take eleven and over. So if he has ten, you win.
0: It's a
2: bet. Put Yay! it on there, baby. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll Bullfrog,
0: be. tell us about one of your favorite moves so far this offseason and what people should be considering early, maybe in best balls or maybe coming into the uh, the, the season.
2: Yeah, these are, these are two signings that don't mean shit to anyone, but the effect that they will have on some other guys is going to be what I'm kind of pointing at here. And that's Amir Abdullah re-upping for a one-year 1. 1.5 mil, I think. To the Vikings? Yes, Amira uh, Blue, Put him
0: on the top of your draft list. Former
2: Lion. Yeah, he's a sleeper. uh, And Latavius Murray getting traded from Minnesota to to the Saints. So it's kind of a little round-robin deal here, and here's kind of what I see from this. Uh, I think Delvin Cook's just stepping into even a more prominent role uh for the minnesota vikings this upcoming season you said today on twitter that you were maybe just a year
0: early on your cook love yeah yeah i
2: mean last year i loved cook coming into the season i put him in my th- uh, three in the pink two in the stink and he just wasn't quite healthy enough or they at least didn't trust him enough he had some hamstring issues i think early on but uh this year i mean barring injury god i mean last year he had 40 catches and 160 uh what was it 133 carries in 11 games? I mean that you know that projects out to like 220 and 60 or 70 catches. You know he was mm-hmm.
0: very involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, pause you for a second. Where right. do you see Cook and landing in your rankings coming into draft season?
2: I think he's, I think he's right about the ten hole. Ooh. Top ten. Yeah, maybe even yeah. I am gonna not any higher than that though. He's That's gonna be pretty high on my board. Year, yeah, he was he was he was maybe even higher than that last year for me. I might have had him at like five or eight in fucking half PBR.
1: Well his offensive line kind of fell out of the shit yeah.
2: early. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit here in a second. Uh but yeah, lots of love for Cook. Right now they've got uh Boone and Abdullah as the only other running backs up there. So mm-hmm. I think they'll probably draft one, but you know we've we've talked about it a little bit uh, over the summer that that's running back draft classes. It doesn't really look at like starter potential, but they could get some depth, you know, behind Cook there. Uh, so I think Cook's gonna have a great year. They have picked up two offensive linemen this offseason, Josh Klein and uh, motherfucking uh, Dakota Dozier, who they nickname is Bulldozer. So <laughs> I guess that could be a good thing <laughs> for Minnesota and Cook. Uh, And then with Latavius Murray leaving and going to the Saints and Ingram leaving the Saints, I think it opens the door for Kamara to really kind of shine through and, you know, have more of that uh, lead dog backfield role. Uh, I I just don't see Murray as an Ingram type. I think Ingram's a much better running back than Murray. Here's my, Uh, I think think Kamara's going to be a solid top five running back this year. Here's my issue.
1: Wasn't he a top five running back last year?
2: I don't know if he ended up. He ended I mean, he blew the water back. out the first weeks, and but when Ingram came back, he kind of took a...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think what, what
2: also helps Kamara is that Murray isn't as good of a third down receiving back as Ingram That's turned true. Ingram turned out to be a pretty damn good all-around back, did. you know? Yeah, he caught absolutely. The, he did. caught the bell well out of the backfield. I mean, I, I feel like they could have mixed Kamara and Ingram, and I think Peyton did, and well, it, it didn't matter what formations. Re- was, that, was that a
1: money reason? Why? I mean... I, I think I, the Saints the Saints lose a lot of. It in that sounded deal. like
2: Peyton was pretty bitter about it. I, I I didn't read the articles, but it sounded like he was pretty bitter about the
1: yeah, way it was, all shook down. And, yeah,
0: he has no, no no. I'm guessing it was a money thing a little bit for Ingram, like
1: maybe. It. I I think I agree with you. Ingram is a better running back than Murray. I don't like Murray. I do think this is better for Kamara. I
2: mean, Murray had what 22 catches last year. Uh, he was a 4.1 yards per carry. He's been right around four yards his whole career, out other than his rookie year where he only had 82 carries. He was a 5.2. But his second year, he was 4.0. Third year, 4.0. Fourth year, 3.9. Last year, 4.1. So he's...
1: Four four yards a carry.
2: Yeah, he's a four-yard a
0: carry running back. Speculation, but I think Ingram wouldn't... If I'm Ingram, I don't want to go back to New Orleans. Yes, New Orleans has a great chance of winning, but... You're going to be overlooked. sure as hell don't want to go where I went. You're going to be overlooked (laughs) all the time. Whereas, at least in Baltimore, you have a clear opportunity to be the guy, which is whatever, let's be honest. Worst moves of the year. You want to talk about that already? No. I'm going to tell you one of of the moves that I liked a lot here, and it's for the same type of reason as Bullfrogs here. I like Carlos Hyde going to Kansas City. Not for Carlos Hyde. I'm totally over Carlos Hyde as a fantasy option on your team. But I think this is really good for Damian Williams. Um, And the reason is simply that... We all knew, or everybody should have known, that Kansas City was going to be signing somebody, drafting somebody. They were they're shallow at the running back position. Um, so the question was always going to be, are they going to bring in somebody that's going to compete with Damian Williams, or are they going to bring in somebody at depth and let Damian Williams have the opportunity? He went off at the end of the year last year. He was a top three back for the last, whatever, three or four games of the season, last season. Um, and I think the Hyde signing is uh, a boon to Damian Williams and his opportunity to, to secure the number one role on that team. Look, Hyde's got $1.4 million on a one-year deal. That's his base salary. He's got incentives that he could get, but it's just not a starter contract. I know Damian Williams isn't making a ton of money either, but they did <laughs> re-sign him two years, something like 6 $7, 8000000 whatever it was. Um, but, but they're not giving Hyde starter money, which is good. Hyde's an injury risk. He's been hurt in years past. Every year he's been hurt at, for some for some amount of games, right? He can't catch the ball. He's never been good. I think his career catch rate is something like fifty eight percent, which for a running back is fucking garbage. But it was two years ago in San Fran. He did. I think he did have sixty some. That's because he had hundred and forty fucking yeah. targets. I'm right? not agree with you on that. He can't yeah. catch. He just can't catch the ball. They just kept throwing it to him. I think these things bode well for Williams to have. At least the opportunity for the bulk roll. Can he do it? I don't know. We saw him in Miami. look like shit. But he looked great um, in Kansas. It's a great offense, right? So it e- should be easy to run this. Like, your
1: statement is, can Hyde do it? I, I think you're 100% accurate on this.
0: but I have no faith in Carlos Hyde. None. 3.3 yards per carry for Carlos Hyde last year. 3.4 when he was in Cleveland. Chubb stepped in and had a 5.2 on that same team. Yes, there were some changes on the offense. But there was no offensive line personnel changes. So... Uh, He had a 3.3 when he moved to Jacksonville. T.J. Yeldon, who got the bulk of the carries in the back back half of the season, had a 4.0 on the same team. So it's not like he was in bad situations. He's just bad at running the ball at this point in his career. Damian Williams, by the way, in Kansas City, once he got the starting role, 5.1 yards a carry. So I I think this is a great boon to Damian Williams' stock. He's going to be drafted way fucking higher than I will be willing to touch him at come draft season. But I think it's going to help his opportunity a lot.
1: Well, I think your point here is Carlos Hyde's that bad, so don't worry about Carlos Hyde going to Kansas City. If
2: that's the backup plan, (laughs) feel confident in Damian Williams getting the opportunity. Don't be worried about
0: that backup plan. And I agree with that. Hit me with another one, Wiz.
1: Uh, I am going to go Jordan Howard to Philly. Um, And I think it's actually best for Mike Davis, who took over uh, his role in Chicago Bears offense. Chicago Bears have a good offense offense. Still, details here is Howard did have nine TDs in the last two seasons in Chicago. Quietly, he did that. Yeah. Um, and he basically had right around, I think, 900 yards last year and a th- 1150 the year before that. So, I mean, realistically, I, I don't see why Mike Davis is still going to have nine TDs and 1,000 yards. Tariq Cohen's going to get the ball. He's going to get the ball a lot, but Mike Davis is going to get the work, and he's going to get nine TDs. And I think if you can get a, a, a third running back or
0: a fourth running back, for that matter, and be Mike Davis, you should be hell happy. I. Uh- I don't hate it as a Bears fan. I think Mike Davis and Jordan Howard have similar running styles. Mm-hmm. The difference between them is that Mike Davis can catch the ball, which is, is what Nagy wanted. So he got Jordan hit. Howard wasn't that bad last year catching the ball. That's right. I, I, I Honestly, from a value, if we're going strictly
1: from an NFL standpoint, I don't understand why the Bears make this trade for a sure. six-round pick. It just doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, they just didn't like him. Nagy just yeah. didn't fucking like sure. him. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I like Mike Davis. I think he's a good sleeper candidate. Going into ranking seasons later on, bullfrog, you got one. Oh, yeah. this one feels a little obvious. <laughs> but, but go ahead, go ahead and tell the people in case well, they didn't. Maybe, know.
2: maybe some of the takes, though, I got on it. Okay, here. maybe, yeah. maybe could be a little different. But sure. Odell to the Browns, big, big offseason move. Maybe the biggest uh, as far as trade trades go. Uh, you know, I think it helps Baker. Baker's got the potential of a second-year quarterback to put up numbers that we've maybe never seen in the NFL, what uh, other than Mahomes. What is Baker's arm? Other than he broke Mahomes. broke records
1: in the first season. What is Baker's what arm? What is his arm? I'd say about slightly above average. Yeah, he doesn't have a great arm, but he doesn't. he doesn't need a great arm. Well, I mean, here's a question. For, I mean, obviously I think this is good for Odell. It's good for everyone on the team. I don't think it's good for Odell. Okay, but that's what I'm going to be talking about shortly. Is it? Okay, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but can his numbers be any worse than what? Can his numbers be any? Do you expect better numbers in Cleveland than he did than he had the last no. couple of years in?
2: No, no, in Cleveland, no. That's what I'm talking about. Whew. What? That's what Odell to the Browns helps Baker. Yeah. I also think it helps Jarvis Landry. Um, you know who are the over the top targets? And the only
0: one taking a shot right
2: now. The over the top targets last year for the Browns was what Callaway, Higgins. And Brett Perriman late in the season. For sure. And now you put Odell as your over-the-top guy. I think it it relieves some of that underneath pressure, as well as Chubb, you know, demanding some men in the box. I think Landry should have as good a year as he had in Miami two years ago. Uh, this upcoming year, oh, I and I think Odell's numbers are going to go down a little bit because they're not going to. F- Eli was force feeding that fucker, <laughs> you know, seventeen times a game, fourteen
1: times a game. They shouldn't have to do that. If they're doing that, the Browns aren't going to be good. I, I don't like your statement about Landry. I think your statement about Chubb is awesome. I mean, that, that to me is accurate. So, so this guy's never going to have. No, eight guys going to most. Chubb.
2: It's going to help Chubb as well yeah. for sure. I think it. Uh, I, I think it also might hurt uh, Barkley a little bit.
1: The one that you didn't mention here that I actually think is a good tight end here is uh Njoku. 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 Yeah, yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna stay about where he was. I think it
0: kills him, but yeah, but I think it, 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 like, what does Odell do? He's he catches a good touchdowns. tight end. He catches red. He's a, he's a red zone target. Njoku's best chance at, at doing something. Njoku's, Njoku's good. what, what six right? seven? He's yeah. a big guy. Well,
2: let's see. Let's put up a quick 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 run through. Let's say Odell gets ten. Let's say Jarvis gets seven. Njoku could get seven. That's twenty four four. <laughs> uh, who else they got there? Perriman or Higgins maybe as their third I, guy. Give giving them a couple. Give Chubb and the running backs a couple. I still you know put Pike's Baker at mid mid
0: thirties maybe thirty five touchdowns. Really think that? That's where, high. So where where that's you, high, dude. where you where you think Baker ends in the quarterback numbers? He should
2: he should be in the top ten. I don't see any reason why he doesn't well, end up in the top easy. ten. If you call him is he 35 top five
1: touchdowns, is he top, uh, yeah, five, 35 35 is, top 35 is gonna 25. put him
2: right right close to the five spot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, close to the mean, five hole. I don't know enough about Freddie Kitchen. I mean, right? he gets some rushing
2: Freddie? numbers. Kitchens. Baker gets some rushing numbers. He should anyway. Scrambling numbers, not not
1: designed runs. D- does anyone know like the, it, it, Freddie Freddie's offense in general, other than what we saw last year? It could Just be all new. That's, you know, that's a new all. season. Yeah. Yeah. It could oh, be all. there was all. what we saw last year. He so so, so for that one. Is one.
0: It. Preseason game. That's all. That's all we, that. we have. saw.
2: They finally involved the screen game once he took over, he which should be utilized a lot. Yeah. Chubb showed he could catch the ball pretty good. What Kitchens did
0: was get the ball out of Baker's hands quickly. Quickly, yeah. So if he continues pre reads and figure it out, yeah. And you know who's who's the absolute best catch the ball quickly on a short route wide receiver in the game. Oh yeah, it's really you.
2: Yeah, that's gonna help him there. I mean, the only, the only the only issue with the Browns' offense is it, it could be people fall in love with them too
0: much and, and they get over. Oh yeah, that's and, for know, sure they're gonna, gonna happen. They get yeah. um, All right, let's go. Uh, let's go to Oakland for this signing. My my last. Let's take a shot and then go to Oakland. Pineapple. You want yeah, another nice? one
2: of those? <laughs>
0: you're a fucking big balls man over there. Well, I don't hate oh, your that fucking is, that, shit. Is, that is not great. No. I bought a bottle of Booze Listeners that was sitting on this liquor store shelf for probably 10 years. And it is not. It tastes like it. Every bit of it. Maybe I should have shaken it up before. (laughs) Do you think it's better than the old camp? I didn't like the old camp. You didn't like it? Guys, I want to talk about the Tyrell Williams signing in Oakland. We mentioned it earlier. Um, I think it's a great move. Not necessarily for Oakland, not necessarily for Tyrell Williams, although I think he's fine this year. I think he's a good. Wide receiver, 2-3 borderline option for you as you're, as you're looking for your team. Getting him at 54 is great. But this is a huge move for Mike Williams on the Los Angeles Chargers. We saw what Mike Williams could do last year when Keenan Allen went out late in the year, uh, and it was between Tyrell and Mike as the two starters. Remember that game where he left and Mike Williams scored three touchdowns? Mike was clearly the guy after that for the rest of the season. Uh, this is just getting Tyrell out of the way. You were, you may remember two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, Tyrell Williams had a really great season. Second half of the season. And that was another one of those things that was just nagging to you as a as a fantasy owner of Mike Williams. Everybody loved him coming in, but Tyrell was just always there. Finally, at the end of the Very season. Very similar-sized players, you, too. They're similar players all around. But it, finally, at the end of the season, we saw some things happen. Now he's out of there, right? Tyrell Williams had 19% of the end zone share last season. That's a lot. Get rid of those and give them all to Mike Williams. Mike Williams had twenty seven percent of that share. I see him bumping over thirty for that. Can we argue about that one? He scored bit? what eleven touchdowns last year. Yeah, a lot. I think. I, he was can, 10, 10. I mean, way was right I think there. he can score fourteen this year because he's going to take some of those that share away from another tall receiver. Do you want to make that bet? Maybe. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. Each guy
0: had each guy had thirteen percent of the target share. I think Mike Williams' target share in general goes up. I think he gets a lot more usage. Uh, 23% of Mike Williams' routes came from the slot last year because Tyrell Williams had locked up the outside opposite Keenan Allen. Uh, This this next year, without Tyrell Williams there, this pushes Mike Williams to the outside for a much larger percent. I see him running 85% of his routes from the outside, and that's where he fucking thrives. Let Travis Benjamin do the inside stuff. Mike Williams do what he's great at, and that includes scoring touchdowns. Right? getting those end zone share looks that Tyrell Williams was taking away from him. I think it's a great move and I think Mike Williams has the absolute potential to be a top 12 wide receiver next year after this move. Let's talk about this one a little bit.
1: I I I agree with most of what you. you've said. I like I like Tyrell Williams helping Mike Williams. Question I have here is Antonio Gates was still on this fucking team last year and he was still running around. Trying yeah. to run around, okay. I should say, right? He we was got, bad. We got Hunter Henry, Hunter bad. Henry Okay, so Hunter Henry does re enter this team and, he, and he's a good red zone option. Sure. I guess I have two questions. One, what, what is, what is H- Henry's impact on Mike Williams? Yeah. Second question is, I still like this whole Charger offense, right? It's a really good offense. offense.
0: Yeah. Is this one of the top three offenses in the league? This is So So earlier today I tweeted out my top five offenses that I needed to have a part of, and they were absolutely on this. I, I don't care what piece it is. I want anybody on I'll take any of the receivers. I'll Give, take the, the give the me the
1: receivers, the quarterback, the running back, tight end. I don't care.
0: All of them. Yeah. Like, give me every single piece of this offense because they have the potential <laughs> yeah. to be at least a top five offense. You know the Chiefs are going to be right up there, right? You know by the end of the year the Rams are going to be right up there. They're, they absolutely have every potential to be a top five offense. So give me every fucking piece. And Mike Williams might end up being the best value. But does Henry, does Henry impact Mike Williams Yeah, yeah he, he will. He'll take over some of that end zone, those end zone looks. You'd think, although in the very limited sample we saw of Hunter Henry a couple of years ago, he wasn't necessarily doing his work as an end zone threat. He was a middle of, middle of the field You're saying between he was the 20s, okay, right. middle of the field kind of catch and run guy. He was. Um, he was opening the field up, actually. Yeah, he absolutely. So I don't know that he, he's not the type of tight end where he's just going to ebron it and score a hundred touchdowns. because He's just the big body there. He's going to get open against safeties in the middle of the yeah. field. Allen
1: and Mike Williams are actually those are those are big wide receivers by themselves. I mean yeah. they, they can get open. I, I was just asking the question because I, I mean Henry Gates was, was was a bad player last year. He was.
0: And yeah. Henry he's only going to add to that offense. Yeah. All right, let's talk about signings or moves that we don't like. Uh, Whether for the person that went to a new team or the people around him, Wiz, kick us off. Yeah, we talked about him earlier. Mark Ingram to the Ravens. I like
1: Mark Ingram as a running back. He runs hard. He can catch the ball. He's a good player. But he's fucking going to the Ravens, which is a bad offense, folks. Um, It's bad for Edwards. It's bad for Ingram and Jackson. Lamar Jackson cannot throw the ball. We talked about this last year. There's going to be 12 guys in the box against him. He's just not he's gonna going to be able, backwards. he's going to be down Touchdowns to his, his three point something yards per carry, folks. I do not like it. Um, it's bad for Gus Edwards. I talked about that before. He had 5.4 5. Mm-hmm. 5. yards per carry. I do not think that's going to happen again. Um, and Froggy said it before. It's great for Alvin Kamara, and I, I stick by that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, bad. you know Ingram's another one of those guys that I think is a pretty solid running back. But yeah, in that situation, it's, it's hard to say what they're going to do. Well, is not it hard, hard to say mean, like anyone on that offense? Yeah, Lamar's what?
0: not going to get fucking twenty carries a game. The yeah, the Ravens have always been impossible to read that backfield, so you're not wrong on that. You know, who knows what's going to happen, uh, Bullfrog? You got to you got a move that you dislike.
2: Yeah, you know, and part of this is this just is your a little hometown Homer hometown bias. Work. Yeah, a little Homer bias because of my. One playoff win since 1957, mm. Detroit Lions. <laughs> fucking, they had to go and sign. It. You know, everybody everybody last season was having, you know, finally got a 100-yard rushing game since fucking Kevin Jones or somebody. I don't know who it was, but everybody's getting a big old hard-on for, for On no, Johnson. No, it was not Kevin Jones. It was Reggie Bush. Oh, yeah, Reggie Bush. Yeah, you go. Good one. I think it was Kevin Jones before that, maybe. But, uh. You know, everybody was just excited about on Johnson and what 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 could come of this man. And then in the offseason they go and sign CJ Anderson, which is from a from a winning football standpoint is great. You know, it's fucking great. I think it'll help the Lions running game, you know. Last year he showed to be a pretty damn good running back still and a nice change of pace from what on Johnson offers. Um but as from fantasy standpoint, I think it, it kind of keeps On Johnson in that middle-of-the-road running back tier, you know, tier 3, tier 4 kind of guy. Uh, you know, not, a, not an RB1, let's put it that way. Accurate. Okay, um, which I think before this he might have been fighting for an RB1 spot. Um, but again, from a pure Lions fan, I'm fine with it. But from a fantasy standpoint, I think it, it limits what carry on can do this upcoming season.
1: You say not running back one. I think that's that's one hundred percent accurate. We talked about we talked about earlier with with Henry. You know, where do you think where, where's where's he where's he where's his draft spot at?
0: It's hard to say without seeing the what you got going. It's is he, is he top twenty? So so I he is right now going. I think one spot ahead of Derrick Henry at nineteen. So um, that's
1: that, that is running back two.
0: Yeah, right. So here's, the, here's what I think. The only thing that this... Obviously, the C.J. Anderson move, it was relatively recent, so you expect that ADP to drop a little bit further. Yeah. The only thing that this C.J. Anderson move is going to do, as far as I'm concerned, is, is land on Johnson on every one of my fantasy teams because his draft stock <laughs> is going to drop, and I'm going to fucking... He's a great <laughs> running back. Yes. Yeah, but great. you you do live in
2: Michigan now, so there's going to be a lot of Homer bias going towards sure. KJ still and wanting to draft him. So you uh, might get him. You well, might get him. I'm only a in spots. a
0: couple of fantasy leagues with a bunch of you fucking Michigander <laughs> douchebags.
1: Well, I think there's two things. One is, I think CJ Anderson had a phenomenal year last year before that. He had two terrible years. Um, part of that was because he didn't actually produce anything until, what, week 13 when everyone else is injured, hurt, and this That's guy had... True. No mileage on his legs whatsoever Zero. and came in and ran Pretty people fresh. over. Yeah. Um, fresh 240. I just don't see Karen, Karen Johnson
0: didn't really have a good year last year. He just didn't get, he, Well, he missed whatever time early, right? No, he, right, he missed something.
1: He just didn't touch the ball enough. I, I just right,
0: don't early see Early on, how he wasn't touching enough. Yeah. And then in his three or
2: four games where he was, he looked great. And he, he got great. hurt. But so, I mean, really, yeah, sample he, size says for three or four games, he was great. And that's about it, really. Can I mean, he either. be any worse, though, is my question. No. He's gonna be better than he ended up. Right. He'll still probably be better statistical wise if he yeah. stays healthy. I
0: like him a lot, and I think I'm gonna
2: be able to get him at a value by the time But it did hurt his more. draft
0: stock. Yeah. Like, well he he's gonna lose some red
2: zone carries for sure. Oh yeah. And he's gonna to have to score from ten or twenty yeah. or eight I yards don't out. Think not, not from one a, or two. I don't
0: think he'll have a problem doing it. No, I know. He's got he's the got home run hitter. Too. Yeah, he, he's he a, does. He's a loose He looks good. Alright, look, my my move, the move that I like the least out of all the moves this offseason was uh it's gotta be Joe Flacco Going Well, it seems Denver. obvious, doesn't it? It does. Joe Flacco's a really good quarterback. He's fucking terrible. <laughs> Guys, look. Emmanuel Sanders is coming back. The team has signed him back. He, had, he was having a great year last year before he blew his ACLs. Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton are two of the young wide receivers that going into last and coming out of last season, people are really excited about. People are still talking about Sutton has all the opportunity in the world to be great. We saw Deshaun Hamilton be successful with Case Keenum. Um, and if he was going to take that number two role. These are exciting guys that that early, early in the offseason, people were excited about in fantasy. All of a sudden, Joe Flacco comes to town, and they're fucking dead. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to touch any of those guys with a 10-foot pole. Um, look and is, it, is it, this a
1: way that they're gonna resurrect this offense i don't really get this move
0: i don't understand it at all i think i think uh, it's the worst move that could, they could possibly made for the it? team in his entire 11 year career guys joe flacco has supported only six wide receiver twos and two of those came in 2014. He's never had a, he's never sustained a wide receiver 1 fantasy. What do you mean fantasy. by supported in that sense? He he's none of his receivers have ever been the wide receiver 1 in fantasy. Okay. He's had six wide receiver 2s okay. in fantasy and two of those were in 2014. I think there were only three different guys. That Mike Wallace did it a few times, Steve Smith did it once. Dennis did it for a little bit. He's not a receiver. I know, but I mean like even a tight end. So that points to the other point. He's had a lot of we talked about this off season last year. He's had a lot of good tight ends. So, so maybe Jeff Hyreman, your boy, hi, 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 That's hi, hi, cool. hi, Jay hi, 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 These are some tight ends on the team that, you know, maybe you start to look at. But those receivers who, let I mean, those those receivers were going to be names coming into the draft Steve season. Steve Smith,
1: right? Steve Smith did it,
0: Steve Smith did it once, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Those names, Portland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Emmanuel Sanders, were going to be names that people were talking about coming into draft season. As far as I'm concerned. Just fucking delete them from my, my memory altogether. Flacco cannot sustain a wide receiver for shit on fantasy. I hate this move <clears throat> in depth. Honestly, what, what I would buy into here is Vic Fangio took go. We're,
1: we're not talking about this, this episode, but this is going to be a good defense, a terrible offense. The only players I would buy into this is, is running backs. <laughs> that's all I would buy into. Yeah, well, I mean well, Royce. The only uh, I would give me Lindsay and I guess Royce because yeah. God knows Royce was terrible last year. The only other take I can give on this is that you know
2: Flacco does have a much bigger arm than Keenum. Yeah, uh, that's accurate. Yeah, but, but they play—they play, play in a division of th- three other teams that are going to potentially power. put up thirty.
0: <laughs> they and they won't be able to.
2: Yeah, and, and, and most likely they won't be able You're to saying air it out. But they might have to be playing <clears> from behind. <throat> they might be chasing points over and over, unless that defense can be, you know, world Forever. beating. Uh they might be chasing points on a lot of weeks where maybe he, he gets some junk time going to the receivers. Nope. I, I mean like,
1: Fuck I I like Cortland Sutton but like Cortland's Sutton's a He's a Not big receiver. Yeah, I don't, slow I, don't receiver, think, I
2: don't think Sutton's the guy Not Not anymore. And I don't know if Sanders is going to be healthy enough to I, really I, I think
1: I think it might be your your boy Hi 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 hi. Hi man. the Hi hi I hi mean, hi to really the box. I looking show. for guys that are just going to get out, you know,
0: spread the field. He 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 bumps up on my list immediately. All right guys, look, I want to do one more thing before we're done today, but apparently we don't have a drop that says Jesus, you had fucking eight months to figure this stuff out. Yeah, three. Who? Uh, I want to. I want to play a really quick game of Who Am I? Okay. <laughs> I want to run through some things, and I want to see if you guys can guess who I'm talking about. It, it points to some really interesting stats. If we can get down to them before you can guess it, um, if you guess wrong, you take a shot. <laughs> Is a doctor here? So I have five. Uh, there's five clues. So don't guess until you think you know it. No, clue number one. This player has yet to play a full season in his entire career. Any guesses? No. Okay. Um, This is a running back whose fantasy points per carry last season ranked outside the top 50 at the position. Points per carry, he ranks actually 67, interestingly enough. No guesses yet? All right. Last season... This guy had six top 12 finishing weeks, two top five finishing weeks. At the same time, he had five weeks where he finished outside the top 20 and two weeks where he finished outside the top 30. Wildly inconsistent. Any guesses yet? Wildly inconsistent. Just based on those numbers, right? Um,
1: That is a lot.
0: Here's another one. This one might help. This is one of only three running backs inside the top 12 that had less than 60 targets on the year. I want to repeat that one because I think it's important for people to hear.
2: I got an idea. Only three know, running backs I'm ready
0: to only three running backs inside the top 12 had less than 60 targets on the year. This is one of them. I got a name. Do you want to guess it now? And we mentioned it today? I, I'm not going to give you any more clues. I'll give you the last item on the list if you want it. You want it? Okay. Despite the commonly held belief that he was just not given the opportunity that he deserves, uh, he held a 79% opportunity share on his team, which ranked 7th in the category, despite him only playing 14 games. He was number 7 in opportunity share at the running back position on his team, and he only number played 14 seven? games. Number 7? Yes. Yes. But anybody you talk to will tell you that this guy does not get enough opportunities on his team. I
2: don't think that can't be the guy I was thinking of.
0: Especially the good doctor. He will really fucking Joe Mixon tell you. No. That's it. Joe fucking Mixon is the who am I? So you take wow. a shot for not guessing. What was your guess going to be? I,
1: I was. Derrick I, Henry was in my head. For I always stuck with Fournette and until until you said. Uh, I think it was the. the, 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 the Two or sixty or something. So I didn't or something think Derrick like, Henry I, think was time. stuck in
0: for couldn't get off for net. I think Mixon had like fifty targets, but there's only three percentage. guys inside the top twelve that didn't have sixty well, targets. Is... Mixon at number nine, he
2: didn't have sixty targets at eleven
0: because he missed however many games, and Phillip Lindsey at number twelve. Uh, Ooh, so Lindsey was on another. team I thought it that didn't was, make the playoffs. I think this goes directly back to the thing I said earlier in the stat of the week. The reason running backs on bad teams can finish well is because they can catch a lot of fucking passes. Yeah, that's accurate. All of the top guys had a shitload of balls thrown at them. Yeah. Right? So these, this is a certain. So so who, who are the top. Who are the guys that are losing teams? Lindsey, Mixon? This is the guys with less than 60 targets in the top 12. That's Mixon. Yeah, Hunt, but and I Mixon. mean, but, but
2: ultimately those are your three down backs are yeah. finishing as top 12 backs because there's about 12 three <laughs> down backs okay. in the NFL. Sure. Joe Mixon being one of them, Philip Lindsay being right. one of them. So at that point, it doesn't matter how shitty your team is, if you've got the three down back spot locked up on that team, your draft worthy, man. Exactly.
1: So you, do you, is your point that you don't like Mixon or what's your point here? My point is uh I mean, there's some interesting stats there that he
0: actually does get the opportunity. Yeah, I'm not I'm not, not as sure about Mixon now as I was before I started looking this stuff up because like his points per carry, his points per opportunity sucked. I, he's a guy that would like he aces the fucking eye test. You watch him play, he looks amazing, right? Uh, but you look at the stats, he gets a shitload of opportunity, more than you'd think he gets based on watching. And he doesn't necessarily perform well. I mean like there were good opportunities, though, is, is my concern. There. The, the, the one that catches me up real bad here is the consistency numbers. Six finishes inside the top 12 is great. Two of them inside the top five, fantastic. But he had five finishes outside of top 20, two of them outside of top 30. But so this what? is the guy that you well, remember outside the top
1: 60. Uh, 63
2: points for Just carry target. or some Target. No. Oh, yeah, no,
0: points per carry.
2: He's. Fantasy 6 points for per 7th in the league. But again, that's a shitty scoring
0: team, man. Yeah.
1: Once uh, but, but you know uh, that I mean that, that, that does kind of it's kind of alarming. I mean, I there's
0: I, some things in there when I was looking it up that really put I cuz if you just think my gut shot on Joe Mixon is like awesome, if I could get him late in the first round. I'm a bad team great. Though. but after doing this research, I might stay away from him because he just he's not going to give you what you you have to draft him as your number 1. Ugh. You'll have to draft him as your back end number one. Absolutely. You won't draft him the first half of the first round, but if he's gonna be your number one running back if you're picking outside the top six.
2: From all the games we watched last year, well here's what I here's what I see Joe Mixon. I can just picture it now. You just
0: don't really watch a game do this right. From
2: the, watch, to the, oh, from the twenty to the from the twenty to the Oh, here goes Mixon for a seven yard carry. Mixon for a thirteen yard carry, and then the drives fall apart, they don't score any points. So he's just picking up what? A point or two or three on a drive, and it's just it's doing nothing for his fantasy. Yeah. They're not scoring touchdowns. He's not punching it in from here. Oh, you know, I would mean, love the to see for twelve. Accurate this year.
1: though is that he also picked up a lot of those ten yard carries in the second half when they're behind.
0: Oh yeah, right. So. so. Somebody on tw- a couple people on Twitter, did tell me today that Cincinnati should have been in my top five. I saw, I saw, saw some trust that offense. Yeah, yeah. Somebody
2: said, "Oh, Andy Dalton should be fine." He's,
0: they're saying, "Oh, Andy Dalton will be fine." I'm like, Andy fuck Dalton fine? What, sustain, what
2: does fine do you he in the can NFL?" Age, Nothing. Well, let's tell
1: our listeners, right? Because this is what we're here for: is I guarantee that Cincinnati's not in top five offense. Okay, that, that's, that's laughing. Not in the top ten, I wouldn't say. Not either. the top fifteen. If there's a player you can trust in that team, I think it is Joe Mixon though and AJ I don't, Green I don't, if he comes back I don't know girl. that I trust him where I have to take him at no. this point I'm not saying that I'm not saying there's value I'm just saying if there's a he player if there's, a, if there's a player that you take on Cincinnati it, it still is Joe Mixon
0: I would say that it's AJ Green over it's Joe Mixon in yeah. terms of touches yeah, I would say Joe Mixon for fantasy points What, a, what
1: were AJ Green's stats last year well he was when he was he healthy half he, half he fucking was killing it like, <laughs> you know folks. I, I, I hear a you stunt.
2: Well, like last year, I took Mixon in the third round in my in my hometown league, and that was coming off of a season where the Cincinnati Bengals offense was what last in the fucking NFL
0: yeah. or something. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I
2: don't think you're going to get him any later than able, a third round. You're not going to be able
0: to get him third. You're not going to be able to get him outside of second as a second. I had you him know, as my second running back I last year, and I mean, in I a third, I, I was
1: similar so position as
0: you. I mean, the, I, he caught. Probably cost me winning the league
1: to some degree because he just didn't do enough. Yeah, Joe
2: Mixon was in a standard. He was your eight or nine point guy. Woo! And in a fucking half point or PPR, he was 11, 12 to fourteen. Like a- woo! You know, okay, hey, uh, but you're not going to win a fucking matchup yeah. or a.
0: Yeah, hey, good doctor. If you're listening to this, I'd love you to come on next week and tell us why we're wrong. I know how hard you get about Joe. Mixon. Where's that article?
2: It's it's time to produce one of those articles. Speaking of articles,
0: if you haven't heard, we've got a website. Uh, our outro music will tell you where to find that website. Please go check out what we've been putting up there. Not a whole bu- whole bunch. Also, while you're at it, get on Twitter or on Twitter. I'm still at DweezNuts, all Zs, no Ss. Bullfrog's at Bullfrog And the big shocker of the day... What? Is that the big one still hasn't found Twitter. Uh, um, on Yelp! Uh, <laughs> it's still, uh, it's still, still just on Yelp. So, hey, thanks for joining us in this first episode. We will be back weekly... Uh, to tickle your ears and whatever my wife said about your loins earlier uh, to open the show. Uh, so so come back, find us, share the thing, review. I'm still willing to read any five-star review, word for word, whatever you got. But uh, Tip yeah. of
2: the day, any moisture is better than none. That's right.
0: All right, it's fuck off, fuckers.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt
2: pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com